to the Chile Today podcast. I'm Bethany Francis. And I'm Lenny Kluge. We're two immigrants living in Chile talking about Chilean news, cultural events, travel, business, and more. If you want to support our podcast, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash the Chile Today podcast. That's one word. www.patreon.com slash the Chile Today podcast. everybody welcome Hello. to the chili today podcast as we already said um hey what's going on lenny how are you how was your week this week i was good. you know what every time you ask me that i'm completely caught off guard <laughs> no wonder you're so bad at interviews yeah. you know what i think i should gee thanks <laughs> i think what i should do is like i should just like prepare a list with like possible topics to talk about something <laughs> like that it was like oh well since you're asking just go since down the list <laughs> like i had a very nice meal this week Mm. Mm. Went to the gym. I started yoga this week. You did? Uh huh. How's that working out for you? Working out, see what it is. <laughs> you said that as if you were like fucking yoga. <laughs> I've had, I tried yoga. It's really not my. I mean, you know, there's a couple people in the world that really like yoga. So I tried to tried it out. Um, yoga is like CrossFit these days. Just like people who do talk about it all the time. Oh, well, I thought I was just proud that I'm actually moving my body. And because... I am absolutely proud for you okay you. well thanks because okay anyway so i started <laughs> i started yoga because i work at home and i've barely moved get out of my pajamas most days oh, tell me about it um so i started i'm gonna try to do 30 day 30 sessions of yoga three times a week and see if i feel That's better intense. about my life yeah so we'll see i did my first week and my body hurts and i kind of yeah, tends to happen yeah tense to happen. Tense, nice, nice. Now, I yeah. tried, I tried yo- yeah, Yoda. I tried Yoda. Yoda once I tried. Delicious. No, I mean, Lime flavored. <laughs> no, I just tried, I tried yoga once for like, I don't know, a year, a half a year. And just like, I just left every class more frustrated and more flustered than when I got in. And then I was like, Why? this is not how yoga is supposed to work. I don't know. I guess I just got frustrated because I wasn't really flexible enough to not even just do the, like easiest poses and i'm super just... flexible because i have no muscles i'm basically just <laughs> oh that's my problem then i'm just i'm all muscles <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm basically just a giant like jelly roll <laughs> you're right a, now you're like, a mollusk. and so like i'm so flexible i thought it was actually a really good thing i was like talking to my fiance and i was like i'm so flexible i'm really good at this and he was like because you have no muscles and i was like you know what let <laughs> yeah. me have this let me have this <laughs> you're so, events. We have events coming up. We have a new event, actually, but we'll get back to that in a second. The um, closest event to us is going to be the Horrible Question Mark movie night. Mm. We're going to put a little twist on it this time. We're watching Zoolander at the Black Rock. And what day is this? That is... The 11th, right? The 11th August, of August 11th, yes. Right. We're going to stepping up our movie game until we get sued by companies. <laughs> okay, well, we're just, you know, we're going to be in a bar. We're going to watch Zoolander. It's going to be hilarious. It's a really, like, chill way to meet new people and laugh. And then, like, it's really funny because a lot of us, at least me and my friends that go to the movie night, haven't seen these movies in forever. And you watch them back. And, like, the amount of times I've had to put my hands in my face from just, like, embarrassments <laughs> of how much I used to like this and how bad it is now is pretty hilarious. So we're actually going to do, like, horrible movie night bingo, which is, like, Oh, every time you see, I don't know, like a really bad German impression. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like just different things like that. And whoever um, gets bingo gets a free beer. And the, the mandatory David Hasselhoff cameo. Oh, da- okay. David Hasselhoff cameos. You know, like, I don't know, different things. Uh, you know, the stereotypical 
toker, you know, that you'll see. All these kinds of things we're going to do. So it's going to be fun. It's a free event. Um, If you want to play bingo, that's just a Luca. So it's going to be fun. That's our first event. What else is the next event coming up? Blue Steel. That's that's part of the Zoolander. That's right. The next event is we're having a comedy show. Yes, we are having a comedy show, which will take place on August 26th. And we're switching up venues a little bit because we are doing uh, the comedy show in the Gran Refugio. Gran Refugio. But the one in Barrio Italia, not the one in in the center. Right. So we'll put those addresses... For those of you who don't know what that means, we'll put those addresses on our Instagram, and they'll also be on the Chistolas Instagram, who is the group, the comedy group that's doing that. That's at the Chistolas on Instagram, and ours is at Chili Stay Podcast, obviously. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and then lastly, we're gonna have a new thing. <clears throat> we're gonna have a new thing. Another new thing. Another new thing. This is gonna be um, on August thirtieth. It's going to be a book exchange, an English book exchange, and what you're gonna do is we know English books are super expensive and super hard to come by, so um, the only entry is bring an English book but you don't mind swapping and it's going to be we're going to play a game to see which book you get and just have a really good time meet other people who read books in English and you'll walk away with a new book and you'll see how you like it so it's going to be fun sounds fun play a game with it I'm excited I want a new book or a new used book so I think it's going to be a good time so that one is like I said on August 30th more details to come follow us on our Instagram and Facebook and to get more info as those dates approach. Okay, so what are we talking about today, Lenny? We are going to continue with our episode on fake news about the Constitution. Yes. Because you always knew this was going to be a two-parter, if not even more. <laughs> well, we're, we're actually yeah. d- have made a decision that so that you guys don't get exhausted with our voices, that we're going to split these up into weekly episodes um, if we can, shorter episodes, so a little bit more, more digestible. digestible. Exactly. Oh, jinx! You owe me a beer. Yeah, even the. Well, I I'm the didn't one that bring just gave any beer. beer. Yeah, I could actually do with another one, but okay. Uh, okay, so we're back from our beer pause for Lenny and his Germanness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we're gonna continue. She with gave our... me a butt light, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, I gave him a gringo beer because she's just trying to beat the German out of me. Yes. Yes. He's got to get used to American beer. American beer. We are in America, so there's that. Though you're not, it's not you're not wrong. Beer. I'm not wrong. Uh, so are you starting or am I starting a fake news? Um, I think you're starting. I guess I'm starting, you're but gonna I'm start. gonna I'm gonna start with a whammy. A whammy. Because I put this little this whimsical little title here. The new constitution will allow for the Mapuche to take over, which is basically just um, it's a stand-in for. All the issues that the fake news, that big fake news has, uh, big, you know, big, big, fake fa- big fake news corporation <laughs> has um, linked to indigenous issues in the draft of the new constitution. Right. I don't know if More that made sense. More information on indigenous issues. Check out our indigenous <laughs> Dial episodes. So, yeah. So, let me get started. So, there were actually a, a few different fake news that, that fit under this banner Covering the whole spectrum from just Bruce Banner, Bruce Banner from the yeah starting with Bruce Banner and his band. and I don't really have a clever follow up for that. Thank you, but like they were covering like the whole spectrum from like inane to confusing and just to downright vicious. It just well, a it's lot of like things racist yeah and, and just like ugly yeah. <laughs> yeah why would you do that? So let's start with the one that I found almost a bit silly. So in May this year, there was a tweet that pointed out a, as they say here in Chile, un dato freak, mm. 
which was that the word indígena was repeated 124 times in the constitution, while the word chileno, chilena, chilenos was only repeated 37 times. So, first off, in the article debunking this claim, like the fact-checking website Lupa Constitucional, which is one of the sources that we've been using, they made a comment that was just so full of snark that I, I can't even. And I'm just going to quote here because I thought it was great. It said, and I translate it, Remember that in order to find a word in a document which is online, it is enough to press Control and the letter G. With some computers, the command is executed by pressing the keys Control and F. <laughs> which, is, which is just a very, yeah, indirect or direct way to say, like, really, like, you really... Yeah, this is like, you don't, you don't need a team of professionals to yeah. check this, so, yeah. But so, also, like, I would imagine, sorry, like, mm -hmm. I would imagine that... If I was writing an academic piece of a document, I would probably say things like the citizenry or citizens or all of yep. these kinds of words rather yep. than actually saying Chilean Chile because what like again that that well you're apparently smarter than most people who actually buy into this fake news. Well, I was you. yeah I was I was actually getting to that but okay look so because actually it turns out that the word indígena didn't appear 124 times but only 68 times because. <sighs> So the author of the tweet, apparently what the author of the tweet did, he searched for, they searched for the word indígena, but then separately for indígenas. And then they added these two numbers, even though just searching the for the indígena automatically gives you all your currencies, oh you know? God. So it's just like, well, see, you know, we got like 224 currencies. No, we only have 68. Yeah, because if you don't know what we're talking about, like indígena is part of the word indígenas, right? Get it? 70. Get it? 78 times? I got the... Yep, and... I thought you so, said 68. Well, I was God, getting... numbers are so hard for non-native speakers. Stop interrupting me. See, now we're you. spreading fake news. See? No, we're not you. spreading fake news because in the final draft, which what Diego is looking at right now, Pinguino. the number actually increased from 68 to 78, and that was probably because they replaced a few other terms such as preexistente with the word indígena because they were talking about pueblos preexistentes and sure. they were like, no, let's use the word indígena. maybe yeah, or exactly. something like that. So the author of the tweet was also wrong about the occurrences of the word chileno, chilenos, chilenas, but, and I think that's kind of funny personally, whether they only counted 37 times, it was actually only 27 times. <laughs> so they kind of shot in their own foot. There was even fewer than they were, what they were thinking. And look, let's, let's, that kind of like begs the central question here is like, why does it matter? Why does it even matter? Like, why do we even bother to tweet about this whole thing? Because I mean, I'm assuming, I mean, assuming it, this person's like, oh, this is representative of that. It more it represents the indigenous more. Yeah, than yeah, of course. I mean, that's that's like very, so. it's very on the nose, you know, and that's that's clearly the, the point that the author was trying to make. It was that the constitution had like this strong preferential bias for indigenous people and leave like red-blooded Chileans neglected in the mm. dust. But look, if you give it some thought for a second, and that's what you pointed out before, you can see that like Chileno and Indigeno are like very specific adjectives, right? right? So, and in some instances, it doesn't even refer to the people. Uh, if you take, for example, one of the articles talks about lengua de señas chilena, like the the Chilean sign languages, which is just you know an adjective for the type of sign language, sign language, but right. it doesn't refer to the people. In many other parts, the draft just talks about the people and the citizens and persons, you know. So yeah. it's you know. Because also, um, you if you say Chileans, you're not um, referring to immigrants or mm -hmm. residents. While if you say, you know, like citizens, 
right? That's a whole nother way that's more representative of so many more people that are living here or the people living in Chile or whatever, yep. like the pueblos or whatever, whatever. Exacto mundo. Sorry, I should be represented as an immigrant I mean, in this stuff. Right. That's right. So... Uh, another peak of peak, another peak, right? Another piece of fake news that was personally just just fucking ugly and had actually clear intentions of just stoking racist sentiments. Oh. There was an actually blatantly obvious mistranslation of a speech by the Constituyente Francisca Linconao that she gave in front of the convention in her mother tongue of Mapudungun in October last year. I'm actually, is it Mapudungun or Mapusungun? Because I've seen both ways. I have never heard Mapusungun. I've, I've, I've never heard that I, either. I, I but saw I'm it on a couple of pages. I don't know. It's anyway. Doesn't <laughs> see that's why you uh, that's see, why we pay news. you the big see, bucks. Fake news, Lenny. Fake news. That's why we pay you the big uh, bucks, Diego. Fact checking. What we do? Pinguino. So, He's supposed to be in the nimenini. I mean, him in the minute. And the nimenini. That's why we call him Pinguino. So yeah. Oh, it depends on the region. Okay. Well, so anyway. So she gave the speech. Which is the, it, just to be specific, that's the language of the Mapuche. It's the Mapuche language, right. So they, she gave that speech in October last year. And in May this year, somebody took part of that speech and uploaded it to the TikTok account with oh. fake subtitles. And that just went TikTok. viral. Yeah, TikTok is just the worst. Oh my gosh, and I have seen that, fake subtitle stuff with things in Spanish yeah. in the US though. And they're so, I saw one. That was okay. I have to. I'm digressing okay. a little bit because it's just a little lighthearted from the racism. Um, well, this is also racist. Too, so, <laughs> oh God, also, so much fun. this is also racist, I guess. I mean, it is. So, like back when like Trump was like build a wall, build a wall, you know, and all that bullshit. Like they translated from Spanish this guy from this radio show, and the subtitles were saying like we're gonna get over that wall anyway because fuck Americans. Da, 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 da. And he was talking about how his like wife was like really like ugly and all, <laughs> and like but that was the actual <laughs> that was the actual thing about he was like oh I hate my wife she's really ugly you know real boomer like humor so it was like somebody so the subtitles were actually better <laughs> yeah well somebody would like put that there it was like i wonder if this was somebody who yeah. really nobody's gonna to figure that out fake news or some person actually from mexico being like stupid gringos i wonder how many times they're gonna fucking share this yeah and oh boy yeah it was it was bad so so that's the same thing that they did here but i think this must have probably been one of the easiest fake news for the fact checking websites to debunk because um a like the speech was literally followed up by somebody someone else repeating the whole thing in spanish like, because Francisca Lisconao, she's like a little old lady, and yeah. I mean, probably she speaks Spanish. I think she just tried to make a point to it in Mapudugun, but then she had a, I don't know if it was a daughter or whatever, another Mapuche lady, just like, okay, here's what she said in Spanish, like in the same session. And then second, the, the fake subtitles yeah. were just absolutely fucking ridiculous, because I mean, I'm not going to translate the whole thing here, but like there were sections that said, and I quote, all of southern Chile is ours. Santiago too. So as of now, start evacuating your land and houses. Oh if not, God. they will be burned down. <laughs> or you better be voting for the approval or there will be more violence. It's like, you see oh this little God. old lady. It's like, there's no way that she said that. Oh, it's no. Just, and, you know, talking about this, let's say, racist as aspect of this whole thing. I mean, something else that I've noticed while I was fact-checking, not fact-checking, but researching this whole thing about fake news. I've noticed that, like, um, besides, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, like, something else that I've noticed uh, is that besides plainly wrong information about what changes the new constitution will and won't cost, there's, like, 
a ton of defamatory fake news, especially yeah. targeting the Constitutional Convention's first president, Elisa Longcon, who is right, also who is, a Mapuche woman. She is a Mapuche woman. <laughs> she's a Mapuche, be a woman. So those are two things. And she's and, really nice. I met her. And there is just... Yeah, you did? I did meet oh, her. Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. But there was just like so many fake news about her. That it started with a, for, with a forged picture with Pinochet that, that you know, like apparently there was a picture of her as a young woman shaking hands with Pinochet. That picture turned that out to be false. Yeah. yeah, I saw that one. Uh, two alleged connections with the Mapuche resistant movement CAM, two allegations that her diploma isn't real, two allegations that the convention uh, approved a lifelong pension for her, two allegations that she was ousted from her position as the president of the convention, which isn't true because she just got, you know, that she just finished her term. Yeah, there's two like allegations that she to refused it. to sing the national anthem. And oh, dude, it's just. I but think also, this if is... you don't sing the national anthem, like, I don't care. Again, that one particularly. Yeah, like, but I whatever. But she did, you right, know. Right. And it's, I think this is just quite a reminder that misogyny and racism is still makes for powerful narrative these days. It's just, it's just sad, man. It's just sad. It's, I mean, sad, not surprising. We're sitting yeah. over here being like, yep. <laughs> yep, that's right. That would be it. So let's talk about a few more substantial fake news that might not even have malicious intent, but came about the maybe, Mapuche. About the Mapuche, but maybe it came just for, uh, from a lack of legal knowledge. So one big misunderstanding has been the issue of having two or more justice system, you know, a quote unquote regular one and one for the indigenous nations of Chile. Right. Yeah, I read about this one. People on the rechazo on the rechazo side, they you know lose their shit and they just be like, we can't have two justice systems if there's only gonna be only gonna be one state, and apparently that's not even a given anymore because since Chile is gonna become a plurinational state, there are gonna be a bunch of different nations and every one of these are just gonna do whatever the fuck they like. So interpretation for those of you who aren't from the U.S. because again, I am from the U.S. So this whole idea of like a separate justice system, I was. We've always had that. Yeah. Well, not always. <laughs> not always. But since I've been alive, we've had it and it works completely. F I mean, there are problems with at least like jurisdictional errors. But besides that, it's normal and natural and people need to calm down. Is what I'm trying to say. What do you mean in the U.S. you have a separate justice system? Oh, for the... With the, with the indigenous nations. With, for the, with indi the, the indigenous nations. nations. Oh, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because they have their own like quartered off land yeah. right which i understand completely controversial in its own like right of like if the land is actually what yeah but the u.s the is still and, here right <laughs> but um they have their own legal system yeah that and they'll have their own laws and they have their own educational system and etc etc et okay et good. I, I didn't i mean don't want to say i didn't know that but i've never really thought about it but it kind of makes sense now yeah I mean, but i mean for i i think i just wanted to say that for anybody listening that's like there's a precedent there i mean yeah this yeah. is not this is not this is crazy. not an invention this is not like a thing that chile is pulling out of thin air that has not worked before it's totally it's been done there's yeah. no reason to be scared of it right right so yeah, so, so yeah, so basically the, the rechazo side is kind of losing their shit about this, and a lot of people from the approval side was like, "Hey, chill out. There's no such thing as a parallel justice system." But as you just pointed out, there is. There is, you know. So I gotta concede that point partially to the rechazo side because yes, there will be a parallel just uh, there will be parallel justice systems. But two things here. First, Article three hundred nine, section one, also states that the justice system of the indigenous peoples must, in a quote here, must respect the fundamental rights that this constitution establishes as well as, um, as well as any and all international treaties and instruments on human rights that Chile is part of. Right. So in other Same words, in the they can't do whatever they want. No, you know, no, they're no. still bound by, these, uh, by the constitution. And second, 
Article 308 states that the courts of law are structures un structured under the principle of jurisdictional unity, which apparently, I'm no lawyer, means that it doesn't matter whether it's a quote-unquote regular Chilean court of law or a Mapuche or a Kaweska one. They are all part of, of, uh, of the same framework, you know, and Article right. 329 states that the Supreme Court always has the last words word if things cannot be resolved in the lower courts, which includes the indigenous ones. So, yeah. So you could say, yes, there are parallel, parallel justice systems, but they are all within the same framework, if that makes sense. Right. You know? I mean, for example, like in the U.S., if, you know, you have your reservations but i'm not quite sure if that's the correct term anymore like the allotted land to the indigenous people in the united states if a law is broken on that land that's when the the jurisdiction of that um that body takes over however if somebody leaves the reservation i don't know kills somebody within like a different territory of the u.s yeah. it the the u.s government that is the own like common judicial system would take over in that case like they, they, it's not like this person can get away with murder literally because the laws might be different yeah, in, because it's like but it's also okay they're them. also dictated about like you know murder has no um murder is illegal you know because that's just like nationally mandated kind of situation they can't just like go crazy yep. and it's i could actually do a whole podcast about this it's super interesting but oh. it, it works in like um it's interesting because the things that the rechazo are arguing for are not like the biggest problems that are encountered. It's not ever like, oh, they can just do everything they want. Unfortunately, it's the opposite, which is it becomes very limiting for the amount of resources that indigenous communities end up having because obviously the judicial system in Chile, the overall judicial system is going to have many more resources than the individual communities. Sorry, I'm just going to go off on my tangent there. Right, I don't know, but what do you mean it's going to be more limited than it is now? Like investigations. Yeah, for example, because if you have your own judicial system, then you're also going to have your own like investigative branch for if like, a crime uh, happens. Okay, right. So... Okay, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. Because yeah. you cannot just call in like the, the cavalry from Santiago exactly, to, just, to like help yeah. with this investigation because there's I mean, this mysterious thing that happened. I mean, I guess you could. You could, but then I'm just saying the way they that... would have to be trained on the... Specifics. The way that yeah. the specific judicial system works, and typically that like has problems with um, with like the political problems as far as like people don't yeah. like that. It's anyway. Uh, that's a whole. Kind but of that's again. That's what I'm saying. That's that actually is a, a, the complete opposite problem, which is like they don't have as much power. Yeah, like I, they're I not going. And so what I'm trying to say is. Yes, that is false, <laughs> and this is not a new invention, and they're not going to take over. If anything, it's going to be, I feel like, better for, if we're talking about, like, when we talked about the violence that was happening in our episode about the the, the crisis in the yeah. South, you know, giving the Mapuche and other indigenous peoples their own autonomy is only going to, like, allow for, I feel like, more peace, more their own... I don't know, acceptance of like they're actually having some control over their lives rather than feeling like yeah. the state controls everything that they yeah, do. I, mean, I, I agree with that. And I think this is also one of the big points that people are putting their hopes in when it comes to the constitution, just to have people, especially in the Aragonia region, to just chill the fuck out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, again, there's a lot of problems with it, but like I hope, again, the constitution is a framework. It's not mm. an actual like, it's not a law. You've still got so many things to parse out within the actual laws once the constitution is approved if it is approved right so 
but yeah, not this is this is not new. Also, like, ah, okay, I could talk about this forever. Uh, maybe we should make a whole episode about this. It's super interesting and, <laughs> and fascinating, actually, about like the way international law also can like step in and intervene at some points. Yeah, anyway. maybe we should change the name of the podcast to World Today. I don't know. No, law but I mean, today. you can talk about like, no, but it's there. Okay, sorry, keep yeah. going. Okay, cool. Uh, so. Since we're just talking about this, very much related to this is the misconception that Chile and, I quote, ex-DC Senator Soledad Alvear will, and I quote, no longer be a state or a republic or a nation, but will have different nations. Well, yes and no. It's like the yes, Cherokee because, nation. Yeah, yes, because she's correct in saying that we will have different nations on Chilean territory. And no, because having different nations does not mean that those replace the state or the republic. And this seems to be a very common misunderstanding of the term nation. Right. And I personally, I have to admit that I had to look this up myself. So the Oxford Dictionary defines nation as, and I quote again, a large body of people united by common descent, history, culture, or language inhabiting a particular country or territory. Note that the term nation does not refer to a piece of land and its delimitations, but to the people inhabiting the land. You know. So, uh, in in Article One, Section One, the, f the very beginning of the of the draft of the new constitution, Chile is defined as a plurinational state. Mm -hmm. And Article Five, Section One, says that Chile recognizes the coexistence of multiple peoples and nations within the same frame of unity of the state. Yeah, but makes, ow, but Article Two hundred seventy nine makes it clear that the buck still stops with the president of the country, no matter how many nations are inside the territory of the Republic of Chile. And if there's still any doubt as to whether Chile is going to turn to a bunch of warring nation states, I cordially, cordially invite no, you to the, have a look at Article 1, <laughs> have a look at Article 187, Section 4, which states that, and I quote, under no circumstance may the exercise of autonomy of the nation states go against the unique and indivisible character of the state of Chile, nor does it allow territorial secession. So basically, I think this is quite similar to this conundrum with the legal system. That right. The definition of a nation state in the constitution allows for more autonomy for the affected groups, but they will have to play by the basic house rules. So, for example, take the Basque country. Like, they're still a part of Spain, sure. whether they like it or not, and, and France, to a bit. But they are an autonomous community. Spain actually has a bunch of those, in like Valencia, oh no, not Valencia, what's it called, the, the Galicia, for example. Mm -hmm. Another Barcelona. example would be, would be uh, South Tyrol in Italy, where people mostly speak German. Or Quebec in Canada, right? Not an Quebec is not an autonomous region per se, but it's a good example of how a Francophone nation can live within the same borders as an Anglophone nation. And Switzerland is another example. Like you have people speaking not, four different languages. And or more to the point of indigenous nations, New Zealand, Australia, and even the US, you know, as you just said, like yet, you know, question still remains how much autonomy will be effectively granted to these nations and this will eventually be defined by the law. Right. And I mean, I guess again, we talked about I think last um last session Christmas last recording I gave you my heart and the very next day you gave it away um, uh, we talked about how like Chileans don't like change but also we have to realize Chile was for the, the so the majority of the life of Chile what uh, was isolated so this idea this little bitty country that we live in right is um, 
I don't think is aware of these like differences. And so it, it feels like they think that we're reinventing the wheel and we're not, we're not reinventing the wheel. We, as in we, as the, well, you know what I mean? Like we, the people who yeah. are, you know, supporting the constitution yeah, yeah, or whatever. No, I mean, you feel like there's a lot of precedent from other constitutions. And I feel that a lot of people think this is just like, oh, these progressive people are, you know, making up things as they go. Right. Because, because they haven't heard of this is the thing that I think that is gonna is like really interesting that I have these conversations with my my Chilean friends is that Chileans are really hard on themselves. They're very like, oh, we're just Chile, we're small, we don't know anything, blah blah blah. Um, and so they compare themselves to Bolivia, to Peru, to to Argentina, to all these places, and they mm. think they're gonna end up like them. I'm like, you guys gotta start looking towards oh, God, the yeah. towards Europe. You guys are not, you know, the armpit of South America. You guys could be one of these countries that mm. can do these great things and have this equality that Chile's smaller countries country. no it's not it, like think of some of these other small countries in europe why are we like oh we're going to end up like this country yeah. in south america when you have the funds and the resources to end up like a really awesome small country in europe yeah and um so i, I, I mean, think that's just like again like Chileans are very hard on themselves all the time. They're like, oh, we don't speak good. We don't do this. We don't do that. Blah, blah, blah. They're not Argentinians. I'll say that for sure. <laughs> I mean, something that really has been rubbing me the wrong way uh, is Your when people... That too, but that's none of your business. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, something that people have really got like panties in a bunch about, like from the Rechazo side, which is like... Then they they, they, the they got the, the whole thing about uh, the plurinational state. Because they hear plurinational and then they think of Bolivia and they go like, oh my God, Bolivia. And plurinational and everything's going to go. And it's like, dude, like, okay, you know that the U.S. is a plurinational state. Yeah. You know that New Zealand is a plurinational state. Yep. There are so many plurinational countries. Again, because it's know, very, it's very like there's scope. But they don't have it necessarily in the constitution. I think that's it. So this next one this is going to be a tough one. And sorry, but I told you this whole Mapuche section is going to be a long one. And How dare you. This is going to be a tough one, so please Cut me some slack here because I ain't no lawyer. So, give you some we context here. We have a lawyer here. sitting over there. Yeah, so. but he, he's not, not here nor there. So, like, just leave this guy alone. He's not here nor there. No, he's, he's there. He's there. He's there. But he's not he's here. He's not here. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, in late May this year, uh, Marcos Barraza from the Communist Party and Carol Bound from the UDI, which is... Uh, Pinochet's... I'm getting worse at this. How am I getting worse <laughs> Pinochet's political party. Good. So they were at each other's throats during a televised debate when Ms. Baum mentioned uh, an article from the draft that said that oh indig indigenous peoples need to give their consent whenever changes in norms and laws affect them. And Mr. Varrasa emphatically dismissed this as yet another lie by the right, but it turned out that Ms. Baum was actually right to a certain degree. So... In the final draft, this has become, become Article 191, Section 2, which, and I quote, says, the indigenous peoples and nations are to be consulted and have to give their previous consent regarding any material and matters that would affect their rights granted by this constitution. So, what are those rights? Article 34 of the final draft says, and I quote again, they have the right to autonomy, self-government, their own culture, identity and worldview, world view, heritage, language, acknowledgement and protection of their lands, territories and resources in the material and immaterial dimension 
to the special connection they have with those to cooperation integration to the acknowledgement of their own tradition traditional right. institutions jurisdictions authorities and to fully participate if they so desire in the political economic social and cultural aspect of the state <gasps> that was a long paragraph so about here is where we cross the threshold to the cue the spooky music and add some reverb to my voice <clears throat> no so, on the one side, we have Carol Baumann. <laughs> in the corner, in the red corner. <laughs> in the right corner. And we have Miss Carol Baumann representing the Rechasso camp, who basically says, dude, like, this is as fuzzy a definition as can be. Like, how can we do anything without running the risk of some indigenous people jumping out of the woodwork and saying, like, you can't do this but because it, it affects be my constitutional rando, rights one way or another. It can't just be some rando guy who's like, ha, ha, ha. I can't. Well, not it, how it works. Her, well, her concern was just like, okay, like somebody might come and say, I'm a Mapuche, and what are you going to basically do right now? The changes that you want to make, this is going to affect me, so you can't do that. That was, like, in very simple terms, her concern. On the other side, in the left corner, in we have Marcos Parraza standing in for the Apruebo camp, who is basically just like, dude, chill. Article 66 of the draft makes it clear that all this has to happen in good faith, which is a keyword here. Mm-hmm. So they can't just block proposals for no good reason. Mm-hmm. And also, we have been bound by international treaties to carry out these consultations since 2009. So yep. this is nothing new. So, will the new constitution give indigenous peoples a right to a veto? Well, that really depends on the subject matter. But in general terms, it's a resounding no. They're not. No. I mean, again, if... The, if again, you said a lot of words... I, I'm really Earlier, good at that. you interpreted a lot of words from the Constitution, but a lot of that has to do with their autonomy and their ability to to maintain their own culture, right? So if somebody's like, "We now say you guys can't do this cultural ceremony," then of course that would be directly infringing upon their autonomy to practice their culture. Like that would be definitely something that would fall under that rank, but it yeah. would still have to go through processes of like legal battles in order to be like no actually it's a bit more technical than that because oh, let, let me, me get a bit into the weeds here because i actually had to do quite a bit of research to just figure this out because again i ain't no lawyer we're not lawyers so if you're new to this let's start by let me start to try to explain the difference between the terms consultation and consent in this context because this is important so on the one hand we have the so-called consulta uh, indigena the indigenous consultation i'm just going to call it which is actually not some newfangled idea that the Constitutional Conventions came, came, came up with. This has been around since 2008. Newfangled. Which was, it's a newfangled thing. This has been around since 2008, which was when Chile ratified the, indigenous, the so-called Indigenous and Tribal Peoples Convention, better known as Convention 169. Yes. Article 6, Section A of this convention states, and I quote again, the government shall con- shall consult the people's concern through appropriate procedures and in particular through their representative institutions whenever consideration is being given to legislative or administrative measures which may affect them directly. Consultation is the key word here. So Yeah, consult not Right. Like, so this has almost been copied and pasted into the draft of, of the, the new constitution. constitution where it appears for the first time in Article 66 which is part of the Constitution's Chapter 2, which is about fundamental rights. This is important. 
it says the indigenous nations and peoples have the right to previous consultation in case of the adaptation of administrative and legisla legislative measures yeah, that would affect them. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that, as you said, the consent, which is permission, yes, which but is this, different. Yes, but the consent is going to show up later on. Okay, So, So you, you might have noticed that I just mentioned that the Article 66 is part of the Constitution's chapter about the fundamental rights. So right. put a pin in that because this is going to be important later. Now, what is this so-called indigenous consultation that we're talking about? The definition on the website of the Environmental Ministry, and don't ask me why it was there, <laughs> but that's where I found it. It says that it's a mechanism. One of my friends works there. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, yours? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Hi, Mary. That's oh, not Mary. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not this time. No, her name is Andrea. Okay. So, on the website, it says that the indigenous consultation is a mechanism for the participation based on dialogue between the state and indigenous people. Sure. So whenever the state meets the requirements of having to initiate an indigenous consultation, it has to provide the indigenous community in question with all the info about what's coming down the pike. And then, in very simplified terms, they have to hammer out an agreement. Honestly, and this is really the only thing where I wasn't really, I couldn't really get an answer. I'm not sure who has the last word, if they can come to any agreement at all, but I think it's going to be taken I to mean the that courts. It would, have to, it would have to be, I would assume it's either going to be taken to the courts or it would be the state gets the last say. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, don't I, know. I, I would highly doubt it if the Mapuche were like, well, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Fuck you. I, I, think, I think I think the most likely thing is that that they're require probably, everybody yeah. in our community to wear purple hats. Right. <laughs> How dare you? Purple. So, um, purple hats. No. <laughs> Hold on. Why purple hats if we can have a raspberry beret? <laughs> purple rain. So, <laughs> getting back on tracks. <laughs> I, you know, I think it's going to be probably the courts. So, yeah. the convention 169 as well as the, the new constitution explicitly says that the negotiations need to be, and I quote again, appropriate to the circumstances sure. and being held in, quote, good faith. So that the state can't just come steamrolling steam in, but neither can the indigenous pe people block everything because just uh, because of spite. They can't do this either, so it has to be held in good faith. So the thing is that ever since Chile ratified the Convention 169 in 2008, the state needs to comply with initiating the consultation whenever the circumstances call for it. But they have not always done so. Right. And in that case, the court usually lays down the law. Case in point, actually in June this year, the Supreme Court put a lid on the ongoing bidding process for lithium rights in the Atacama region. Oh, and yeah. one of the reasons of the verdict was precisely that the government has not sought out a previous consultation with the affected Atacameño communities of Camar and Coyo and therefore impinged upon the rights. That's yeah. why I said, okay, stop this whole thing right now because you didn't do that, you know. So this is the thing about the consultation. On the other hand, we have the concept of consent. Now, this is a slightly bigger hammer than the indigenous consultation because it basically implies that the indigenous communities have a veto under certain sure. circumstances. Right. If those apply and the community in question doesn't agree, it's just not going to happen, period. You know, So it's like they have a lot more power there. Power. Power. As with the indigenous consultation, it is not only present in the draft of the new constitution, but also in the convention 169. So it's not a new idea either. However, instead of having copied and pasted this from the, con the, from the convention to the constitution, as they pretty much did with the indigenous consultation, the constitutional convention expanded the circumstance, uh, the, what? The, expanded the circumstances in which indigenous consent is required. 
So why in the Convention okay. 169, Article 16, talks about needing consent only in the case of relocation of indigenous people, the draft of the new constitution, Article 191, Section 2, reads, quote, the indigenous peoples and nations are to be consulted and have uh, their previous consent yeah, and have have to give their previous consent sure. regarding any material and matters that would affect their rights granted by this constitution. Right, which was already addressed in 169. Yeah, but 169 but was about the autonomy. Only, yeah, no, 169 talked about consent needs to be given if they are to be relocated. But people are just like, we need your okay, country right. for, I don't know, lithium, so whatever. It's, like just, it's expanded just a bit. Yeah, into... and they're just like, now whenever, like, your the subject matters, yeah, your rights are, are being impinged upon. upon, like, you need to be consulted. Okay. Now let's recall what I said, early, said earlier, the that article, part. the pin part, is that Article 66, which requires an indigenous consultation if administrative and legislative measures infect indigenous people. Infect? As, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty contagious. As in Chapter 2, is in chapter two of the consultation, which deals with fundamental rights. It's there. Article 191, which requires the consent of indigenous people regarding any material and matters that would affect their rights, is in chapter six of the constitution, which is about the regional state structure and territorial organization. Do you get what I mean? So the, the consultation is in the set, in the chapter, in the, not the chapter, in the section of fundamental rights. The right. thing about the consent is about uh, regional state structure and territorial organization. More specifically, Article 191 is about the participation of territorial entities in the regional state. So here's the important part. Okay. We're here. Since, yeah, it's, it's sorry, but here. it's we just... We arrived. <laughs> yeah. We survived to this point. We're here. So, see, this is the point because this is about the point where... I mean, the, again, it, we're speaking... We're speak, okay, yeah. I'm not... I love you. We're, we're speaking English. <laughs> I mm -hmm. feel like most people listening mm -hmm. to this know what the difference between consultation and consent. And so if we're going to wrap this up into yep. a big umbrella, we'll say it's mostly important that there's not a lot of scenarios in which the consent of the indigenous community, unless it infringes upon their rights, are going to be needed. Well, here's the thing. Okay. And I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because this is about the point where the legal interpretations diverge. Okay. So on the one hand, we have a law professor, attorney Jorge Contes, just to drop a name here, who says that one of the basic rules for constitutional interpretations is for the exception to always be interpreted strictly within its own domain. So in this particular case, since the indigenous consultation has already been established as the general standard in the text, therefore the indigenous consent needs to be considered the exception and be interpreted strictly within the framework of the subject matter that the article touches upon, which is, in this case, the very specific domain of participation of territorial entities on a regional level. Follow? Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's yeah. basically what we're just talking about. But the question here remains is, what would be the domain of these territorial entities? Where does it start? God, Where does nerdy. it end? Okay. And this really depends on the eventual makeup of these territorial entities in Article 188 of the Constitution defines that this needs to be determined by law. And as long right. as this has not been worked out, none of the above will come into effect as mandated by one of the transitory norms in the so Constitution. So none of this is going to really matter until laws are passed, I mean, to like determine where the territories start and finish. Yeah. I and mean, again, which is like... If I'm not mistaken, what I sort of said, like the consent has very much to do with the autonomy, of, which is similar to 169, mm -hmm. which is what you said, which is the, when the consent was only necessary when it's talking about moving the indigenous people. Now it seems like the consent is necessary when it affects the autonomy and the location of the territory of the indigenous people. Yeah, but this is only the interpretation of... Uh, 
one side. So we have also somebody like, for example, there's this guy called Jorge Barrera, and he says like the, that the, the fact that the proposal of the new constitution does not clearly define the jurisdiction of these territorial entities, nor describe any explicit exceptions under which the indigenous concept would not the, apply. But isn't that the part of the law? Like the law? Yeah, he says it leaves the door wide for open wide for interpretation, which in and of itself is nothing uncommon because most traditional norms are usually subject to interpretation. You know, because if not, there would be no need for judges and attorneys. Right. But uh, which is the, answer which would is be unemployed. One of the biggest problems with the constitution that we have yeah. right now is that it has blo- it, it is so limiting in its interpretation that you cannot pass new laws, which is which is one of the biggest problems with the current constitution. Okay, fair, fair. So, like opening up the door to allow it to pass new laws, and mm. also because again, especially when you're co- talking about indigenous communities. The way in which we view and talk and allow indigenous communities to thrive is going to be something that is going to be ever-changing and morphing. So I feel like... Yeah, the, but you it, have we, to also be careful with the other extreme, right? No, because of course, of, yeah. of course. But you can't have something that's too limiting because if we do, we're just, again, going to have to pass another, like, more amendments to help the them, like, as the indigenous, like, representation in the country changes. Mm. Like, I, I don't know. Like Yeah, I see, his point was that, I mean, again, like, interpretation of norms is, you know, standard. But he said was what, what makes this case particularly problematic is that not only the meaning is unclear in his opinion, but also the scope. So there will be law scholars that are more in line with Jorge Contes and give the article a very strict interpretation, only applying in, to immediate regional matters, as you just said, like the use of... Uh, land use or infrastructure related norms and there will be lawyers that give the scope of the article a very ample interpretation and maybe even extending it to apply to possible constitutional reforms because you could also make the case because you could also make the case that the constitutional reform would be something that would impact their rights and would therefore require the previous consent even though you're going to say that article 383 about constitutional reforms makes no explicit mention about requiring an, indig- an indigenous consultation or even consent, which is also a piece of fake news that has been circulating, by the way. Like, the indigenous people cannot just veto. No. I think, but, but it's not explicitly we're, mentioned, we're but you can make a, this assumption. I, I think that's really important for to say right here, because we are getting into the weeds, as you said. I think it is important to say, if anybody's listening to this and they're being like, oh my god, if you're not asleep people yet. are taking on... Oh, so they are. Uh, are taking over the world. It's like no, that's not no, it's not gonna ha- guys. It's it's a it's it's not. That's not how things like this work. Remember, we're not rebuilding the wheel. Like the, the, everything that's happening, there has been a precedent for this. We're not about to like give the entire Arocanilla to the Mapuche and let them do whatever they want to do with it. We're attempting to do a very, very complex thing. Like, again, listen to our indigenous um, Arucania coverage if you want to understand the incredibly complex situation that is in Chile. A very, in a lot of ways, unique situation that's happening in Chile. Um, And how sticky and tacky Mm. all of this, like... All of the stuff is right now with the constitution. Like you yeah. have to have a strong representation of the Mapuche people right. in this country right now. It's right. it's ten percent of the population. Like you can't just ignore, ignore and twelve percent. I think actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's a, it's a huge percentage of the population, and yeah. so you can't say, well, this is just a small group of people. It doesn't matter. It's not a small group of people. You know, it's a large group of people. Right. So we have to consider them 
very seriously in um, in this constitution. It's very important. Yeah. So um, the minimum I think that they should be asked for is their, you know, the their, you know, their having a conversation with the communities about what's happening. Yep. And for a lot of things, definitely consent. So that's what I that's what I have to say about it. Definitely. Darn it. So just to wrap this up here, you're sweating now. I'm sweating because this was dude. This was not easy. <laughs> and we're probably gonna cut like half of it. I love you. <laughs> yeah, you better not because the context is important there. Okay, so, so let let me retroactively apologize for the last one because that was a it was a doozy. That was a doozy. It was a doozy, and I think you have to cut out probably. Yeah, probably gonna cut out a couple we'll of things. I hope we'll it's not gonna. Um, if you have questions things. on yeah. that, feel free to ask for clarification via our email. Yep. Um, Lenny would be more than happy to talk to you for four and a half hours. Yeah, I made my bed. <laughs> no, really. And actually, let me just uh, say that... Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Not oh, my God, because <laughs> that's another... No, no, I'm just kidding. And so, that's another point. Yeah. Well, actually, there is another point. We're not going to talk about this here. We just talked about before the recording. We're going to try something, because uh, that's a point apart, which would be too much for this podcast. Wait, we, just, we already told them this. We already told them this at the beginning. No, no, I'm talking about something. No, and I'm not talking about that. Okay. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is we're going to try to make a little video, maybe. Oh. Yep, because there's another thing about the Mapuche thing, which, again, would be way too much for this episode. So you might be looking forward to a little explainer video if you're so inclined. So yeah, let's see if, if that works out. If you're on the Patreon, then you'll get uh, some special info about that. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Also, don't forget all of the other perks that you get with our Patreon. And just, you know, if you just wanted to support us. All right, Chef. enough with the Mapuches. <laughs> we'll explain the first five articles. After that, you're going to pay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, um, what you got? Okay, so mine are much more fun than yours because I'm the fun person of this. We always joke um, <laughs> amongst Lenny and myself as good friends because we do a lot of stuff. To, we work together a lot, and he's very much like very strict and I'm the fun this one. This is the law. And I'm the fun one, and so we always say like stereotypical, like he's mom and I'm dad. Um <laughs> In a, in a way that's obviously sexist, right, and stereotypical, but um, I'm the fun one. So uh, here we go. Um, there is a there's the rumor going around, and I say rumor because it's was it's fake news. Fake news going around that's saying that the people working for the Constitution are costing ta- costing taxpayers extra money because they're doing things that they shouldn't be doing and partying and all this stuff. So there was a video uploaded uh, to a TikTok account. TikTok is just all over the place. <laughs> with this it's worse than lately. Twitter. No, I mean, I love reels, and I've not seen any fake news on reels, but mostly my reels are about, like, Disney princesses and, like, I don't know. And also, you're such books. a millennial for watching reels on Instagram. I know, I'm old, <laughs> right? I don't have a TikTok. Um, so it's go. it's went viral on social media in which stated that the constituents... Um, are raising their own salaries. And in addition, they're um, going on extra winter holidays. So mm. in a clip, there appears to be um, a note th- on the in the convention that reads, quote, convention votes for the first time approves extension of the table and sets winter vacations for next week. So obviously this was several weeks ago. However, both the clipping and the claim are false. Constituents did not go on vacation and were actually working. Um, the viralized video on TikTok had, at the time of this, um, which was, I think, three weeks ago when they put this article, 
242,000 views on social network and had been shared over 1,700 times. Um, this account that had been uploaded, that uploaded it, was characterized by publishing videos of misinformation regarding constituent issues. So this is not the first like fake news thing that this particular account had uh, been sharing. Um, and saying that they had raised their own salaries. No, this did not happen either. And um, there, uh, there was an increase in the budget, but it was increasing the resources of the convention for operating expenses, which if you've been following the news on um, the resources that the convention were given, mm -hmm. um, this budget was definitely necessary. What was it like when they first started working? They were given like Windows 8 or something to work on. It was crazy. Something like that. What was it? What was it? It was like Windows 8 or like something like... 95 or It was 98. crazy. And like the like the computers were ding, like ding, real, ding, real ding. old. Like dial up. I don't oh, know. Um, there was also uh, this... There was also this, this rumor, Pinguino was telling me that like this fake news that was saying like the, the convention, like a lot of them went to Concepcion to like have this party in a hotel and like got really drunk and wasted. That's what I do when I go to Concepcion. I mean, who wouldn't? Um... In, in when they were supposed to be working um, and the hotel it came out and was like what no like they weren't definitely there nope that that didn't happen they weren't here like I don't know where this came from <laughs> um, so anyway um, and it was not it's not true that they went on vacation um, and even like extra vacation hasn't even been discussed by the convention um, it, it does it, it's just not true um, there was um, a vote that people might think that the reason they got confused was because of the allocation of resources and the addition to the constituents in the office. Um, but that's the only thing that was happening at the time. So they're not really, really confused as to why they were, were saying this. Maybe also, like, this is my own brain speculating. Um, they bec Because this, not the convention, but, like, the state of Chile, like, extended vacations for students... And then they've had that like prenatal postnatal extension that maybe there was like this bleed over to where people were assuming it was also going to be for the convention. I, I think that happened after the convention I mean, was dissolved. I agree. I, 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 yes, you're completely yeah. right. But again, I'm trying to speculate on my own okay, behalf, like okay, why sure. this would. I mean, maybe it's just them, like as you've said before, like just attempting to like right. just spread bullshit. Spread bullshit, right? I'm I'm just trying to like maybe there was a confusion because there's like an extension of a lot of different vacations because of coronavirus and other viruses that have been going around. I don't know, but it's false. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> See, look how false. fun mine was. It was concise. Right. It was fun. And <laughs> everybody, everybody, got, we got to talk about parties in Concepcion. You're so much more fun than I am. I am. It's God, fine. Okay, please teach me. I mean, this is how we balance each other out, right? And, like, and, you're the smart one. I'm the funny one. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Wasn't there also, like, I remember there was also something about uh, fake news saying that they paid themselves like an aguinaldo like uh, like a, yeah it, yeah exactly like that, giving themselves more money like that's yeah, yeah but like things. raising the salary and then on top of that paying oh, themselves like uh, aguinaldo and i think there was also something about like a bonus that, that they actually compared the 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 budget that they used in the end it was actually less yeah. than what they had uh, budgeted in the beginning or something I'm sorry, I'm just like, there's something that I... No, 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 yeah, go for it. ...read in passing, so I don't really have the deets here, because if I had the deets here, I'd probably go on another rant for like 30 minutes. Right, um, in math. That, uh, yes, I numbers. mean, again, there has been no evidence of misallocation of funds for the Constitutional Convention at no all. No misallocation of fun. 
just the misallocation of fun, which was Lenny. Yes, um, that's what I'm all about. Call me. Uh, call me Lenny. <laughs> just don't call me Shirley. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, and, and I guess that's also a fake news. A fake news, some fake news, uncountable noun. Um, that's just been going around in general, that there's just been a lot of misallocation of funds, which just is not true. Um, and uh, how expensive the Constitutional Convention was, which, you know, again, where's your perspective on that? Yeah, it costs more than not doing it, mm. right? Um, yeah, we just talked about this off air. It's just like people were like, okay, this is expensive, but then again, you know, this someone, is important. This is the future of the fucking country. I would <laughs> hope if you're going to spend money on something, it would not be disappearing money into the Carabineros, which we don't know where yeah, that money went. Yeah, and I mean, I, I didn't, I don't have the numbers here, I didn't do the math, but I think if you compare whatever you spent on the on the Constitutional Convention, if you compare this to, I don't know, mining subsidies, or what do you say, Binguino, the whole when thing about the... the money disappeared. The money disappeared with... Misallocation the, of the monies from the Carabineros, Carabineros or the military, military. Yeah, that. Yeah, like that's... Like, like you would be able to pay this like a few times. You know, if Pineda would just pay the taxes he's supposed to pay, then we could have several of these constitutional conventions. You Ooh, know what I'm one each year. This is going to be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a convention each year until we get it right. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, hey, the Boric has already said that he's going to... What is it? It said in Pulsada? Like a yeah, new... Harry Potter and the Constitutional Convention. <laughs> Harry Potter and the Goblin <laughs> of the Constitutional Convention. The prisoner of the Constitutional Convention. Oh, well, yeah. The boy um, who lived. <laughs> yeah, that actually he caught a lot of flack for that also in the media. Harry Potter? Oh, it was no, 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 Harry Potter, right. No, I mean, <laughs> no, Boric. saying that there will be another game. Yeah, flack, I don't know flack, but it's just like it was a big brouhaha, you know? But, like, that's it shouldn't have been because the right continues to quote-unquote promise that they're going to like do another one too so as soon as Boric is like yeah sure yeah. we'll do another and one they're like the thing, no yeah. i mean i've seen like posts from the rechazo side like comparing Boric to uh, pinochet saying that you know uh, Wait, ba- basically saying okay <laughs> look even pinochet didn't do that because we were like look when we had the referendum in in uh god help me out here 1980 nobody shit. voted for shit in no 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 no. but when they had the c or no the referendum when whether he should continue or whether huh 1988 1988 1988 damn it of course that's uh, it was the constitution was the constitutional oh yeah that's why 1980 is, is, is yeah. yeah there was no referendum but so when you had the 1988 referendum they said well even pinochet didn't say that if i'm going to lose this i'm going to call for another one so who okay. who makes us a dictator? I'm just like, look, That's Boric not is not mandating no. a, a new... He's just saying, okay, we can maybe put it to another vote, but it's not like he can just put his foot down because... That's not the power yeah, that he's been vested with. Like he's a president. He's not a dictator. Five thousand, pe- like three thousand well, yeah, people. That's not, and... there, but... <laughs> that's, not, that's not important, according to like you know comparing. I mean, yeah, but it's it's, it's not germane to the issue. But I get what you're saying. You know, <laughs> it's like not you... germane to the issue. You're germane. <laughs> I know. To the issue. I am germane to the issue. It's one of my favorite words these days. <laughs> <laughs> you're germane. Um, no, no, no. Like, uh, no, it, it's neither here nor there. And of course, like, it's just. It, it just makes no sense. Comparing Boric to Pinochet makes absolutely no sense. Um, and, you know, anyway. Anyway. A uh, democratically elected leader versus, you know, dictator that, you know, forced his way in and murdered a lot of innocent people, women, men, women, and children. So there's that. Well, Boric's going to murder a lot of unborn babies. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I forgot about the unborn babies. Okay, everybody, that's it for... Uh, this week, we are gonna, actually going to be back next week with another episode. We have more fake news coming at you, especially with some really cool information about the 
potential what's going to happen with the the police force in Chile. So your stay tuned for that. Your favorite institution. institution in the military. So we'll see you next week. And uh, when in doubt, green go out. Bye. Bye. The Chile Today podcast is hosted by Leonard Kluge and Bethany Francis and produced by Diego Pinguino Rivera. For more information on the news topics you heard today, check out chiletoday.cl.